You know, it's cool when the X-Men are fighting in the danger room, but they're really at their best when they're fighting Magneto. And we're going to get something similar to that here in Season 5, Part 1 of My Hero Academia. Uh, Welcome back, brother. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. You're back from L.A. I'm back from my anniversary. Uh, you know, here we are. The anime that brings us all together, man. Do you, you have a good couple weeks? Oh, yeah, man. I am... I'm glad to be back on on the good side of the anime spectrum. Let's oh God, who the lack of a better telling? term. Yeah. Um. Thank goodness we put Seven Deadly Sins in the past, and we can get back to some uh, some some quality anime here. Absolutely, and you know, and obviously we've got this week, next week, and then the week after that. You know, full of My Hero Academia. But this isn't just My Hero Academia. This is my podcast and your podcast. Welcome back again to Shonen and Suds. I'm Chris Adams, and I'm Cody Snodgrass. And yes, man, spirits are high, and you know why? Because we are again, like I said, My Hero Academia and Cody. The Nothing. I don't want to say like this is good. Like My Hero Academia, like is consistently good. But I've said this before. I really hate when animes get bogged down with like tournaments and fighting showcases. Right? Like it's it's probably the anime trope I hate the second most behind like high school fan service. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and. At least my hero, they do it in like short little bursts. Like it's not like a full, like arc. It'll be like, all right, we're gonna do some team activities. Um, yep. But it definitely kind of weighs down the first half of this season, um, which is obviously. I think this part drug on a little too long, truthfully. Yeah, I think if it was been like one episode per match, it could yes. have been better. But I mean, that's still five episodes. It was almost. There were some episodes where it was like, we get like two episodes worth of one match, and it's like okay. Come on, yeah, and that—that's honestly why I stopped watching it while it was while it was airing because I was like, man, they're gonna drag. You know, this ain't my first rodeo in anime, Cody. I know when we've got main <laughs> characters fighting, they're gonna just stretch this thing out like a goddamn like a thing of play-doh. So I got to I got to the first episode of the third match, which I think is like five episodes in, and mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, I know what's gonna happen. We still got two more matches to watch. I'm just gonna wait till season five is over so I can binge it and fast forward through stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think this is definitely like a. It's much easier to watch if you binge it. Um, yes. Uh, also, if I do have any gripe about anything, this I think this is the biggest gripe. Like I think this season so far has the worst intro and outro. I kind of like the intro. Yeah, maybe not it's for just, me. It's maybe it's just me. I don't know. I. I... I mean, usually I'll listen to it like on the first episode and then the last mm -hmm. episode of whatever we're covering. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe it's because I'm not listening to it every single time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, also, like, it just it's like seasons like one through seven just bopped really hard, and then like it's been kind of a decline. But yeah, it's kind of tough. Like they they do have some pretty good intros. Not gonna lie, so mm -hmm. it's it, there. It's some rough competition with itself, honestly. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and I definitely felt like you were getting ready to say something. I definitely don't like the outro. I'll definitely say oh, that. Oh, it's good. That gets skipped 100% of the time. Oh, absolutely. But and I'm like, also not only... a fan of most outros in anime uh, outside of yeah. Helsing, of course. Uh, 
But. And and the outros on My Hero have definitely overall been weaker than the intros. The intros have been like get fucking hype, um, and the outros have been just like, I, I get it. It's the let me up moment because some of these episodes, um, not so much in this half recovering, but there are some great moments. But it's more so like, kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, Cody. Like you know, at the top of this thing, these guys like the show is at its absolute best when they're locked into whatever caper or whatever scheme, or whatever whatever thing the villains are going after. Like, that's when the show's at its best, because the stakes are high. Like, right. they're really, really high. But in these, like, you'll get some, like, moments of discovery in the fight scenes, because obviously the main character is still literally discovering what his powers are. Um, and then you're also still seeing kids grow and learn and try new moves. So... I think that's the cool part of it, but you don't really get any kind of emotional attachment to it. It's not until when you're like, oh my God, one uh, all for one has his hand around Bakugo's throat and he's ready. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so it just kind of changes like the mindset, but I think the shit, like the highs are high and the lows are kind of average. So yeah, but that's the review of my hero academia as a whole. So. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it definitely seems like it's starting to get into the more serious side of this season. Um, starting with... Oh, absolutely. Looks like right after the Christmas episode, even during the Christmas episode, you can kind of tell there's like a there's a tone shift, and we'll get to that, of course. Um, absolutely. Because, Cody, you know, holidays are a time to get together. They're a time to just share and fellowship and crack a bunch of cold ones. So, Cody, I just need to know, what you drinking? Oh, good crack. All right, Chris. Well, I'm actually a lot happier about that crack than uh, I would have been if I would have gotten a different drink. So let me let me tell my story of uh, oh, no. the liquor store no. today. So, Chris, I had the, the Bud Light Seltzer flannel pack. I had it in my hands, and I was like, oh, man. before I like committed fully to it, I was like, let me walk over to the Tall Boys and see if there's anything I haven't had that mm -hmm. looks good. And I found... I, I might have had this before, but I don't think I have. Um, but it's mango twisted tea. Oh. And I was like... I don't think you have. I don't think I have either. I know I've had like raspberry and peach and... Yeah. Half and half and regular and something else. Um, mm -hmm. But mango sounded... I, I don't even like mangoes really, but like mango sounded a lot better than like, you know, pumpkin seltzer or... Yeah. Or whatever. I, you're, I can't argue with that. That logic is flawless. And this tastes pretty damn good, Chris. This is nice and refreshing. And, uh, you know, next next week maybe will be the week I finally uh, commit. It'll be a little bit colder out. You know, Halloween's right around the corner. <laughs> and maybe I can I can slip on a flannel and crack a fucking well, pumpkin spice seltzer or whatever. That well, is. I'll tell you what, Cody. If you do it, I'll do it. Oh, man. I'll commit and... And you actually sent me on the... I didn't know what direction you were going in. I, you, I thought you were going to crack the Mango Twisted Team and be like, this is fucking disgusting. That's where I thought you were going. Like The build-up was like, oh man, he's like, he's really going to drop us down hard. <laughs> um, but uh, no, but no, I'll, I, you know, I'm obviously going to my local grocer this weekend. So I'll, uh, if the Bud Light flannel uh, pack is there, I will get it if you get it and we'll 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 be in misery together. We'll suffer together. We're definitely pushing back the pumpkin one as far as we can. Oh, that's going to be 
Although maybe oh. maybe it'll be on theme because it'll be what Halloween that weekend. Yes, fuck. Why don't we just do it first to get it done, get it over with? That's fair. That's fair. I think oh, I... we're gonna feel real fucking stupid if it's really good. Oh, Chris, I hate pumpkin. It can't be good. <laughs> I don't like I'm... pumpkin anything. I don't like going to pumpkin patches. I don't like. <laughs> I don't even pumpkins. like jack o' lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like it's uh, not Reese's pumpkins. I skip them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me the regular cups or bust. Um. But no, this 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 uh twisted tea mango is very refreshing. So I I'm enjoying myself over here, Chris. Uh, what about you? What are you drinking tonight? Well, I don't know if you could hear that. I'm uh going. You know, you know me, man. When I get my hands across a stubby bottle, I got to keep the journey going as long as I can because I just love beer and the little stubby medicine bottle. I don't know what it is. So, Cody, I'm doing something a little. Uh, you know, I had red stripe last week. Um, I'm doing something similar. I'm having uh, a Richmond Lager um, from Hardywood. It's a, uh, it's essentially. You ever had a Coors Banquet? You ever had a Red Stripe? Definitely had a Coors Banquet. You, then, well, then you've had a Richmond Lager. Same damn thing. Just comes in the fun little stubby bottle, the way I like it. Love that. I actually got a, a small little beer story, Chris. Um, mm. uh, obviously, if you guys know us from the Final Fantasy scene, uh, you know we travel out to LA quite a bit. Um, Chris, you remember yeah. that little pizza spot? With the the beer tab, where like you get like a little bracelet. Th- yeah, yeah, you know, hell like, yeah! It's right they, there next to the uh, hotel. Yeah, and they like charge you by the ounce. Well, I tried mm-hmm. trying a few new beers, Chris. Uh huh. Every single one was just spitting out foam. Nothing else. And I was just oh. like, Oh no, dude! I tried like three different ones, and I just went up to the counter. I was like, Hey, I I'm just not gonna pay for this cup because all the beer is it's... just pure foam. Like. Oh, and at first no. I was like, am I just like the worst beer pourer of all time? Like I got the glass tilted. I know like mm-hmm. I've done this many a times. Like, <laughs> So I was, try- I was trying to, dude, I was trying to just get any drop of liquor and it wasn't happening. So that's rough. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be, but you know, next time we're hanging out, we're going to, we're going to go try some beers wherever we're at. We're going to try some of the local suds. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, with all that being said, Chris, let's, uh, we got quite a bit of news this week. Yeah, some good. We got everything from the great to the uh, to the moment of silence worthy. So, do we want to get the do the do the veggies first? I think we should. I think we should get the bad news out of the way first. Probably. Um, yeah. That's where we go. So, as most people listening to this know, they're all fans of anime. Um, you know, if you don't like dubbed, fuck you. But for those of us that do like dubbed, uh, we we lost a, a mainstay, Cody, someone who's been an active voice actor since what two thousand three. Yeah, I believe his first anime was Saint Seiya in two thousand three. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, Chris Ayers, I believe. I, did I pronounce his last name A Y A Y R E S Ayers Ayers. Um, I feel bad because I, I I'm probably pronouncing his name or I'm putting too much thought into his last name and it's just Ayers. But uh, mm-hmm. he uh he passed away uh on I believe it was the nineteenth or the twentieth a couple days ago, um due to uh COPD which. Anybody who's had a you know a relative die of that or have complications from it, you, you basically can't breathe. Um, so that's rough. That's really rough to hear. Um, and you no, know, we we lost a good one, man. Yeah, it looks like he was required like a double lung transplant back mm-hmm. in like 2017, which I cannot yeah. even imagine going through that. Well, um, and Cody, something like that hits close to home because uh, about four or five months ago, my dad had a double lung transplant. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's scary stuff. That's yeah. scary, scary stuff. And like, 
we were all like at the edge of our seat the whole time he was having the operation and things about with like lung transplants, not to stick, you know, not to be like stick with the somber news, but you know, this is kind of personal too. Like mm-hmm. he, like there's a, you, it's a list for lung transplants. Like you got to be on a list. And when your number is called, you just have to be ready. Like you have to get up. I think my dad like got the call and his surgery was at like two thirty in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Like it must've been a fret. Somebody must've gotten hit by a car, or fell off a roof or just passed out in their sleep because th- those lungs must just come in fresh and they're ready to transplant them. I was saying that. Yeah. That's, market fresh that is a crazy that is a crazy surgery to have to get um very unfortunate yeah. passing obviously he's got yeah. he's been the most recent uh frieza voice actor um for yeah all that's of, probably what most people know him from yeah obviously which he's got almost like a, makes me wonder did he get the um because he was he was the voice actor in super so do we i wonder if he got a chance to do all the lines and complete his stuff for this one coming out because you know he's going to be in it yeah i'm not sure if it doesn't say anything here on the Wikipedia page, although maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't want to spoil like some of the movie. Um, yeah. But I, I see in the notes it says the final film role was Dragon Ball Super Broly, so maybe not. Um, okay. Just unfortunately, he has a very iconic voice, obviously, for Frieza. Yeah. Uh, and then it looks like he's covered been in Fairy Tale, um, mm-hmm. Macross, Full Metal Panic, Saint Seiya, like I mentioned earlier, Initial mm-hmm. V. Just kind of all over the anime spectrum, and just uh, yeah, that's a hell of a resume. Yeah, you hate to see hate to see uh, the loss of life like this. Chris, he was oh. even born in Richmond, Virginia, right, right in your own backyard. Man, that pour one out for the homies. That's right, Chris. Um, I knew I liked Frieza for some <laughs> reason. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of somber news to start things off. Unfortunately, but um, we do have some some brighter news, Chris. We got the the My Hero World Heroes movie coming out. Um, next week, baby. The, the, next, uh, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, like twenty. I've got my tickets. Yep, yeah, I've I'm got look, my tickets. I'm looking at tickets now. Chris, are you going to the subbed or the dubbed? Uh, I am going to dubbed, sir, okay. because I, while I like the Japanese, again, I like both. But if I have the choice, I like the English voice actors in this show. They're kids, and you've got. I just love the just real hammy All Might voice, man. I love that shit. Like, they're superheroes. Be be campy about it, you know? Yeah, I could not agree more. I'm definitely going to go see this in dubbed. I waited for season five. I, I watched, like, the first two episodes subbed, and I was like, I just... Can't, I can't do it. I can't focus on it. It doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. And, yep. I mean, not just All Might's voice. Like, even, like, some of the villains just sound, like, sinister and evil. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's just something about this being dubbed. Maybe it's the superhero aspect of it. It is. It 100% is. That's what does it to me. Like, we got kids, and we have to, like, every... Like, if you're a superhero, you need to be using your fucking superhero voice. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, we'll definitely do a little, like, uh, a post-watching episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw something together. We'll try to remember what we can from the from going to see it, and uh, that'll be our episode in, what, two weeks? Yeah, um, I'm actually taking a uh, half day off of work, and me and my wife are going to go see it in the afternoon. Love that. I think Friday yeah. might be the only day I actually have to go to work, so I'll have uh-huh. to. But I got vacation the rest of the week, so uh, hell yeah, I'll definitely go check that out on the weekend and let but you guys absolutely. know how great it was. Um, yeah, oh, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I am too. Um, especially, I, and I mentioned before, I think before we begin the podcast, we definitely mm-hmm. need to get to at least episode 16, which is "Long Time No See Stokey is the name of the episode. Yep. 
because it seems like that's the the crossover episode with the movie, kind of like the lead up they did for like uh, the first movie and the um, I don't because I don't remember if they did for the second movie. I'm sure they did. They snuck it in somewhere. Because is the first movie two heroes or? Yes, I know we always yeah, get these two, two mixed heroes because but... Heroes Rising is the second movie, which makes no fucking sense to me. <laughs> um, but yes, that's where we get the old chest out fucking laser beam double Detroit. Yeah, that's what we need. We need we need a laser beam moment. It's been too long, dude. If I don't get a what did I say? If I don't get a fireworks laser beam, fucking double dog dare Delaware underwear Detroit <laughs> smash, I'm gonna be a sad boy. I need it. I need like the fucking. I need somebody to get hit so hard. I need somebody to get hit like Homeboy got hit in the first movie. Yeah, unfortunately for like this movie, like mm-hmm. the movie actually doesn't really matter. What matters is the final attack. Like it has to beat the Deku yep. and All Might one, and then the the double one for all smash. Like, or mm-hmm. I guess they're both technically double one for all smashes, but the Bakugo Deku one. Like, I don't know how they even yeah. follow that up. Like. It's tough. Like you either just need to have you, you either just need to flash the scene from the first movie with All Might sticking out the chest and posing before they mollywop this guy. You need to either just splice in the scene where Deku hit that guy in the fucking stairwell, <laughs> or you need to have your own fireworks moment, or Deku needs to hit that blue guy so fucking hard that he just just melts from the screen. Yeah, it's got to be something special, and I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing that. Um... I am too. And speaking of things we're looking too. forward to seeing, Chris, we also got a new trailer for the live-action Cowboy Bebop. Um, we did. This one yeah. I started to watch for just a second, mm-hmm. and I was enjoying it, but then I, I paused it because I don't want, I just don't want to have it spoil everything. I yes. feel like trailers these days just show a little bit way too much. Um, so I try not to watch them as, as much as I can. Um, Obviously, mm-hmm. there's certain things that I just have to see, like the Resident Evil trailer recently that came out. Yep, real uh, hype about that. But it looks good, man. Like, yeah, this, this, I'm I'm definitely in. This could potentially be like the best live action, yeah, American release thing, I guess. Like Americanized. I don't know what the word is there. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like, it has the right aesthetic. Like, they've hit the right notes on things. Just on a topical level, like the the costumes look good, the characters look good, the aesthetic of like the the backgrounds, everything looks exactly like it should be. This kind of cyberpunk ramshackle lived in you know future. So they've yeah. nailed that. And like you, Cody, I haven't watched the trailer at all. I don't want to know. I want to see it as it as it you know comes to me organically. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I got my hopes up. I guess. Unfortunately, we're not supposed to get our hopes up here when it comes to live actions, but mm-hmm. they got me, Chris. So I'm just ready to be uh, ready to be let down. But I, it, so far, everything I've seen, all the screenshots just look fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely, it does. But that's all our news for this week. Um, yeah, Chris, I'm. Uh, are you ready to dive into season five of My Hero? Academia? Dude, I am absolutely ready. I am absolutely ready. Um, so yeah, we, we pick up right here, Cody, basically right where season four ended. Um, this is the day after Endeavor had a, uh, just a massive city smashing fight with a, uh, a different breed of Nomu. If we remember, it was basically, uh, him and Hawks were just 
But we get a little bit more into that. But basically, they were attacked, uh, or the city was attacked. Well, no, actually, Endeavor specifically was attacked here, which, again, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, had a really awesome fight. We got to see Endeavor, you know, show his prowess as the number one hero. But boy, Cody, he was pretty fucked at the end of this thing. Yeah, he was uh, He was in rough shape. I mean, he barely even got, barely was able to even to beat this Nomu. Um Mm-hmm. Now he's chilling in a hospital bed, but we also got to see a little bit more of like the ending of that fight, which I can't remember mm-hmm. if we got to see because like Endeavor's sitting in the hospital bed, and we actually get to see a little bit of like Dobby coming to like meet yep meet them like right after he defeated the Nomu and like yep and he kinda... only gets he's ready to fight, but he only gets scared away by our by our number three or four hero, the uh, the girl with the rabbit feet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then. Uh... I'm trying to remember. This is also the same episode where we get like our our hero recap episode. Um, yes. For lack of yeah, a actually, word. no. I take that back. I do apologize. the uh, The first episode is the um is the recap. This is just the classic how we reintroduce everybody. We can gloss over this real quick. No, and get but, back to no, the good stuff. No, you you were still right though. They do show the endeavor like uh like highlight reel. Okay, because um, then it goes to the class, and they're basically in some... Well, they're sitting in homeroom, or they're in homeroom talking, and, um, you know, they're talking about Endeavor and, you know, everything, and Todoroki walks in, and even, like, Deku's like, hey, man, you should be proud of your dad. Like, you know, he's definitely shown to be the, you know, that he's, he's definitely worth his chops as the number one hero. But then Cody, our, our our favorite homeroom teacher, walks in, Mr. Shoto Aizawa, and basically he just uh, we get another fun way to introduce all the characters again. They have to do a uh, a hero drill, basically. Yeah, and they're up against two of the big three. They're up against uh, Tamaki and Nejire, and they're fighting those two while they have to also save. Mirio, who's like, I loved it. I love like, that he was just like, well, I'm just gonna play the victim. Yeah, and he, like, throws himself... Like, after they save him, he just, like, throws himself back off the bridge. I'm floating away, right? <laughs> you should help me! Yeah, and this is it just... pretty great. Kind of our cool, like, standard, like, reintroduce, have present Mike say everybody's name, their quirks, their hero names, the whole nine yep. yards. And, uh... Yeah, just a, a fun little recap episode. I'd really enjoy, like, how they put these at the beginning of every season. They're so clever. Instead of giving us, like, a bullshit, like... Well, they did it once. They gave well, but no, they they intertwined it with like a reporter looking for a scoop. But mm-hmm. like, I like how they they put us in like a situation. It's like, oh yeah, just in case you fucking forgot, which I know you didn't. But here's all of your here's everybody you need to care about right here. Yeah, and uh, it definitely helps because it's hard to remember. You know, when we cover, you know, we've covered what thirty different animes probably since we started this podcast. So like, trying to remember all the characters is kind of. Difficult, although mm-hmm. when it comes to my hero, it's pretty easy. Uh, yep. When it, at least when we're talking about the students of one uh, A, but um, but yeah, and then mm-hmm. t- towards the end of this episode, we kind of go back to like the important stuff. Um, yep. We see Hawks meet Dobby in like a warehouse, and it kind of gives off this vibe that like Hawks might be playing, you know, a double agent here. Uh, yeah. Because he because he kind of reams Dobby out. He's like. You're a day early. This was supposed to happen tomorrow in the abandoned warehouse, not in the middle of the fucking downtown financial district. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you kind of think that Hawks is a bad guy, and then as soon as we get into episode two, you know, it's, it, we find out that it's just him working for 
It's the triple cross, Cody. He is so deep undercover. Yeah, and it, I don't know the name of who he's working for because it's not like the hero agencies or anything like that. Like it's like it's like the government, like the yeah, it's like just the, the straight up yeah. like government because these are just regular yeah. humans, no quirks. As far as yeah, I it's know, it's like the Secret Service, CIA, whoever, whatever this uh this they mention them later on, like whatever this committee is. Yeah, it's just that. I just find it so odd that these people are like calling the shots for the heroes, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's kind of like how it is. Like and... Hawks could literally murder everyone in that room <laughs> if he really wanted to. Yeah, it's like for anybody that's seen the boys, which I know you have, Chris. Yeah, uh, it's like how they have like humans over them, and it's just it, like it just doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. Like they could just kill all of you. Like, Absolutely, they should be the ones calling the shots. Um, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> that wouldn't be a very exciting show, I guess. Um, yeah, we also get to see uh, Dobby retreats due to the arrival of Mirko is the name of that. Mirko, I believe yep. the girl with the bunny feet or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, we get to see like Dobby and Hawks like once again having their little chat in the warehouse. Um, and obviously, I don't know how Dobby. I, I just feel like this isn't something that the League of Villains would fall for. Like the mm-hmm. like the number what is he the number three or number four hero currently? Oh, who Hawks is number two. Hawks is number two. Okay. Yeah. It just doesn't seem even like... worse, which makes it even worse. Like I I yeah. <laughs> I could see them saying, "Oh, Endeavor like wants to work with the bad guys" because he seems like a kind of evil guy. But like Hawks doesn't seem mm-hmm. like he has a drop of evil in him. So. So it makes know. me wonder what he's gonna do to like or what he had to do to earn their trust. He had to have killed somebody. Like he had to have killed a hero. Yeah, I, I I could see that. Um, who knows? Like maybe we had to. Maybe we'll get some backstory on that here soon. Um, now, and one of the big takeaways here, um, again, if you've read the manga, if you've read ahead, or if you know the story, um, we when we have this confrontation before they go back to the warehouse with uh, Dobby and Endeavor, like before Dobby retreats, he actually calls Endeavor by his full government name. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah, he calls him. Uh, he calls him Ng. Uh, Ng Todoroki is what he calls him. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah, he, he gets before he leaves. He gets. He calls out and like says some like just you know sick burn to endeavor. Hits him right in the guts. <laughs> yep, and then uh, disappears before old. Uh, what's your name? Uh, uh, da, 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 you said Mirko. Uh, Mur- Mirko. Yeah. Um, before and then... she can uh, kick his fucking face off. <laughs> Yeah, and then Endeavor, of course, now he's got, like, this big scar on his eye, uh, very similar yep. to his son Todoroki. Um, mm-hmm. And he's he's starting to recover, and he actually ends up going back to his, like, family home. Um, yeah, where... what a great scene. Yeah, and I can't remember Todoroki's is... siblings' names. One, uh, I think one is, like, Roji, or, oh, man, uh, what are their names? It's like, his, his sister is trying to, like, be, like, mm-hmm. kind of like the middle woman. Um, but it, it, I think it's Todoroki's older brother who, like, just can't fucking stand the sight mm-hmm. of his father. Like, obviously, like, all the stuff that he did to the family, like... Yep. They're not so impressed by his... Uh, uh Nats- Natsuo is the oldest son. Natsuo? Uh, Fuyumi, Natsuo, and Shoto are the three kids. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, he is not having it. He does, uh... Mm-hmm. He's pissed, and he, like, storms off, and, uh... It seems like Endeavor's trying to, like, turn a new leaf but like he really is and i actually i like and we we got to see a little bit of this at the end of season four like i like you know he 
he wanted to be the number his whole thing the the whole time we've known him he's just been he, yes he's been this rich entitled prick but he's also wanted to be the number one hero because he thinks he deserves it um well and what I, I like to think is he had this first fight with this nomu that beat the shit out of him like just beat him to a fucking pulp and I like to think that Endeavor was like, man, this is what All Might did every fucking day. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he thought he was hot shit until, like, he play- he fought against some, like, proper hot shit. And he got worked. Like, he got fucking worked. I think the old Nomu, like, the one that uh, the one that All Might had to fight first, I think that guy would have rocked fucking Endeavor the first time they fought. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can definitely see it. Um... The one from like NSDA or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that's why like I said all that to say this. Um, I think now that he's got the thing he was really like focused on trying to accomplish, I think maybe he's now also realizing that he was oh, well, you know, it. I think it's a mixed bag, right? Like now that he's got the thing he wants, he can go do something else. But also, I think it took him getting the shit beat out of him to realize that, like, oh, man, you know, I've sacrificed a lot to get here. I've really treated my children like trash, my whole family like trash. And I know, you know, we saw a little bit of that when he was overseeing um, the kids from the other school or they were, you know, getting their provisional licenses. We started to see a little bit of that then. So I I do definitely think he's coming around. And I like that it's a very slow progression of him coming around like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, And then, of course... We got to see our boy Midoriya. Um, yes. And I want to say we got some of this scene in season four, like where he, he's we, at the end. Okay. Yeah, at the end of the, basically the the finale of season four, when it has like the "We'll be back for season five, You know what I mean? Okay. I that, I was just I I knew I had seen this before, and I was like, man, I mm-hmm. sure this was in the last season. But he basically has this dream of like how one for all was like originally created and he like what a great backstory yeah it's like got all for one and his brother um and like you get to see like basically just how it came about and like you get to see Mm -hmm. like glimpses of like the other holders of one for all i'm gonna try not to get all for one and one for all mixed up but yeah kind of just gives us a lot more backstory into that Um, dude it's a huge huge backstory yeah. And I love how, like, basically a lot of these quirks were spread by All for One, like, be, you know, because he could just he could just grant things and mix things. He was such a really what a really neat. I want to see more of this guy's backstory. Like, I would love to just watch a movie of like a young him coming up to power. Yeah, even like him just giving like the regular like. There's a guy with a quirk, and then another guy that wants a quirk, and he like takes it from one and gives it to the other, and they're both happy. Yeah. And he's like trying to convince his brother. Who's mm-hmm. obviously like the, the the good brother, uh, for like yes, um, but eventually, obviously, we know he eventually gets one for all, and, uh, mm-hmm. passes it down, you know, from generation to generation. But uh, just just some cool backstory, and then like, uh, when Deku like wakes up, like his arms like glowing, and like the window shatters, he's like in a and, cold sweat. Yeah, he's he's all kinds of crazy, um, and. Kind of just diving right into the next episode, he kind of discusses the dream that he had with All Might, and yeah, because even what I like here is even All Might doesn't really know a lot about what he had, and which I think this is such a great way to evolve their relationship because like Deku's really coming into his own, but I love the fact that he's in a position 
where he's going to discover more of this power than All Might ever did. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's that's a neat way to because I mean for the most part All Might's washed man he's just going to be that guy who sits at school all day and talks about but like Midoriya's learning I, I feel like Midoriya knows more about All for uh, One for All now than All Might ever did. Yeah, I would say he's definitely getting there. Um, cause mm -hmm. like All Might's never had anything like this. Um, yeah. Unfortunately for our boy All Might, he's probably just gonna be sitting on the sidelines unless, you know, yeah, they throw in be... some some BS thing during like the, one of the movies where it's like, oh, you or unless all he... your powers back. <laughs> but just for ten minutes, you yeah. got you got you got a you got a light show to put on for us real <laughs> quick, dude. If he gets his power powers back long enough to just do a fucking light show smash, dude. I'm in, Cody. Yeah. I, I, I will overlook the bullshit. If, if they give me the laser beams, I'll overlook <laughs> the bullshit. Yeah. Give us the laser beams we're in. Um, it's, all, it's all you got to If you don't, I'm going to throttle. <laughs> but then he, I want to say he, he messages or he calls Gran Torino to ask him yeah. about it. Um, and mm -hmm. Gran Torino eventually calls him back. But we'll get to that. Because now, Chris, we're kind of into the, the big chunk of this um, section of this season. Uh, yep. We got the Class A versus Class B kind of, like, tuning exams, tournament, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's Class one or class A versus Class B. They get split up into, I want to say, five Different, teams. like, teams of four. Yeah, four like five. Or five. Well, it's teams of four, but the real kink here is um, our friend from Season 2. Uh, from the, we haven't seen him since the uh, since the sports festival. Our man Shinzo, um, who uh, I lovingly called Call Might because like, you just leave this guy at base and just call like with the fake pizza delivery, and <laughs> then the heroes just run into the uh, to the to the villain's <laughs> lair, and that's a wrap. Good old Call Might. Yeah, he's obviously yeah. the the kid that has the the power. If you like talk, if you just talk to him, he can like control yeah, if you. He asks you a question and you answer. That's what it is. Um, so, so yeah, we're we're unfortunately going to be tabling the uh, you know the lead up to the quirk singularity doomsday theory. You know, we're gonna <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that. But like you said, Cody, we've got to cover all the, this uh, this fight, which this is the weakest part of the season. Yeah, we get some cool character moments, mostly with Shinzo mm -hmm. and yes, because yeah. what's cool about Shinzo, and we'll, we can just dive right into the first fight because they you know because well, the whole thing with Shinzo I guess we should say is this is like a test for him because he wants to transfer to the hero program yeah. um yeah and he's got like so, a he's got like a new voice modifier to where he can make which himself is so cool sound like any voice and then not only mm -hmm. that Chris he's also got the got like a an Aizawa the scarf Aizawa, on the blinding cloth yeah yeah which I think kind of suits him pretty well because he can kind of he doesn't erase it by, you know, looking at him. He just has to, like, ask him a question or get him to talk back to him. Um, yep, and we all know villains love to talk, man. Like, what comic book villain does not reveal all their greatest plans when you ask them? Or what anime character, honestly. Like, they just... Dude, this guy is fucking OP as shit. Especially when they got the voice modulator where he can... Because I like how he said that you he, you couldn't muffle his voice. Like, he it has to be, like, a direct voice. So the fact that he has the modulator to sound like anybody else... Because he people get fucking got by this. I mm -hmm. love it. This guy's OP as fuck. Yeah, and they kind of throw him on one of the class A teams and one of the class B yep. teams. Um, and which is the only team with five. Whatever team has had him on it had five. 
Yep, and uh, we get our first battle, basically. Uh, I want to say it's Koda, Kirishima, Kaminari, um, and... And Froppy. And uh, Su Sui. Asui. Asui, yep. and then, of course, Shinzo. Yep. They're up against a bunch of Class B people that I really don't remember. The only the only one that is relevant is the girl, the Vi uh, Vine, because she she fought Kaminari in the... Um... In the sports festival. in the sports festival, and he got got which it, again, there's small there's some subtle callbacks here. Basically, Kaminari is the distraction, but he because of him getting captured, he kind of gets his revenge on on Vine, and Shinzo basically wins it for the team because he fakes out the uh, the Beast Man and whoever. But like all these fights are kind of the same. Truthfully, you get some you get some cool character moments. Um, then after each match, Aizawa kind of lectures them all on what you did good, what you did bad. And then you'll get like an inner monologue from Shinzo where he's like, oh man, you know, I, I noticed these, these are the kids that were involved in the, uh, the, the Kai, 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 Kai. So like, they're like, cause after that first match, they're all like super critical. Like, I should have done this. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done this because like they've had that like real world high stakes experience and Shinzo like recognized that. And Shinzo is just like, I need to do better. Like I yeah. can't rely on other people to win. Like I need to do better. Yeah. And I think this is like the start of like a cool little relationship between him and um, he's like little Aizawa. I yeah. fucking love it. Yeah. I, I really, love it. I like the dynamic there between these two. Uh -huh. um, and then after that, I believe match two is, it's Tokiyomi. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember uh, who he's Tokiyomi, with. Tokiyomi, uh, Momo, uh, Yayurozu. Uh, so yeah, Toto, um, Tokiyomi, Yayurozu. Um, I'm trying to remember who's there. Uh, with not it's not uh, um, Jiro and uh, the the tail kid. No, Jiro's not there. She's with. Okay. Oh wait, is Jiro earphone jack? J yeah, she's earphone jack. Okay, she's with Bakugo's team. I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. It, oh, that's it's right. Tenya. That's right. It's Tenya, I believe. Because she hears all of the uh, she hears all of the uh, the pieces from the girl who can split. Yeah, I think it's Tenya actually that's there with Tenya. Yeah, no, Our... no, because Tenya's on the team that has a draw. Yeah, because Ten... this team loses, um, because they get um. I know. I'm trying I know, to remember. I just remember Tokyo. Oh, the Invisible Girl. Invisible Girl's on this team. Oh, that's. She gets covered in mushrooms. No wonder her... we could. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No wonder we couldn't remember. God damn it, she could be anywhere. <laughs> that's right. Um, but we get to see and we get to get a little bit of backstory on uh, Tokiomi's uh, best part of this fight. His I want to say his, his work study with Hawks. Um, yeah. Basically, like him and Hawks kind of got close and like. He was always trying to, like, keep up with Hawks. Meanwhile, like, the other sidekicks that were under Hawks were like, you're like, no, we yep. just we just take care of arresting the criminals while he goes off because he's too fast. Yep. And you get to kind of see, like, Tokiomi, like, grow a little bit. And, like, Hawks basically, like, takes him, flies him up to, like, the top of this tower and, like, kind of encourages him to use his power to fly using Dark Shadow, of course. Like, and, like coats yep. it over him. It's a really cool little, like, growth moment for him. Yeah, because he has this whole thing, like, because I know at first in the work study, he did very Mr. Miyagi. He doesn't feel like he's learning anything. Mm -hmm. Hawks is just like, almost like prying information out of him, which is kind of funny considering he's like a triple agent. So like, Hawks is just getting information and like he, and he, but he'll give him like a piece of encouragement. And he just basically tells him, he's like, I think you're wasting your potential. 
Especially after he like sees what he can do. Like, oh yeah, dude. Like, and because he even says he's like, you know, we're we're birds of a feather, right? Like you and I are the same fucking guy. So, you know, I'm gonna show you something. I I really like that kind of like he he takes the long way to get there, which is another really cool character thing with Hawks, right? Like somebody who has a lot. He's Hawks is carrying a lot of fucking weight, right? But mm-hmm. yet. And you know he's doing that while he's training this kid who's already dealt with the fucking people that he's an agent for. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the fact that he, he he's still taking the time to be like, dude, you and I are the same. You're wasting your potential. Let me show you some shit. You know what I mean? Like, even though, the, yes, that's the whole purpose of the work study. But, like, I don't know. Like, when you start adding all the layers to all the characters, man, it's like, dude, these guys. It's what it's really what makes the show shine. Honestly, little subtleties and little things you can speculate about like that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, Chris. Oh, they also had Aoyama on their team, which is, I mean. Yes, that's right. Oh, fuck. I, I forget he's around, dude. I, I forget he's there all the time. Yeah. Um, but they get yeah, rocked. He, he is. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much just the most useless person in class 1A. He should probably just get demoted to 1B. Oh, um, dude, unless Shinzo pop in. Yeah, unfortunately, they, like, lose to, like, I, don't, I think it's, like, Poison Mushrooms or something. Yeah, oh, dude, well, the, the Class 1B team, it's led by our girl Doomfist, or whatever her name is, uh, who, she did her work study, or her internship with Yagirozu under Selkie, I believe is what her name is. Yeah, Kendo is the girl. Yeah, Kendo, yeah, she's, uh, like, Heavy Fist or Iron Fist or whatever it is, but she's basically the backbone of Team B. But they got this other girl on their team who can just, like, make mushrooms appear. She can, like, change humidity and make mushrooms. What she The way she wins, because, like, we get to see Tokoyami, like, really do some shit with Dark Shadow. And just, like, he is really, like, the, the team that's keeping it all together. And, like, Yayurozu is, like, kind of directing traffic. And we, they show, like, some flashbacks of when, like, her and Todoroki were with Aizawa and, you know, all that shit. So, like, so, but what this girl is, like... Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, Tokiyami has like the game in the bag, right? But then she like grows mushrooms in his fucking windpipe, and it's like, and and they're like, "Oh, you did it!" And she's like, "Yeah." Like this bitch is powerful. Like she could just, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut off your airflow by growing mushrooms in your windpipe, dog. Yeah, and this is after like Yayuru like gave the rest of the energy she had to give him to give Tokiyami like a thermal pair of goggles to see the. Yep. The one guy that was like in like blending with the darkness, like mm-hmm. they really gave their all, except for um, except for Aoyama, because yeah, he's fuck fucking guy. useless. Um, it's sad that like he is more useless than Mineta. Like that is, and that's mm-hmm. saying, that is saying quite a bit. Um, Though to be fair, like at least Mineta, like and in Mineta's defense, like he's actually like some of his shit ends up being really useful. Like you know, yeah. like in his match, which we'll get to. Like he can do some really cool shit, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and then um, then we get to match three, which is Todoroki, Kenya, mm-hmm. the tail guy. What's his name? Uh, Ojiro. Ojiro, and uh, uh, the the guy with the the um, uh, with Tentacool. I I can't remember what his name is. Tentacool. <laughs> who? Yeah, <laughs> uh, the 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 guy with all the uh with all the fucking uh, eyeballs at the end of his tentacles that can turn his shit into ears. Oh, um, is it? Is that show? Shoji? Uh, Sh- Soji? Oh, make... Show? Shoji? Hmm. 
I'm trying to think. I think it's Shoji. It might be. Let me double check. It is... Yeah, Shoji. Yeah. Okay, Shoji. He's Perfect. got a uh, rumored Funko Pop to come out soon. So. Oh, that would be interesting. That. Um, but yeah, th- this team seems very stacked. They go up against like Tetsu Tetsu. Um, oh, yeah, dude. You know I love me some because t- you know I love Kirishima, so you know I love me some Tetsu Tetsu. Yeah, and I'm glad they're they, the same guy. I'm glad they didn't match them up because I feel like that's kind of a fight that we've. Mm-hmm. I feel like which that's... is is super helpful because like even Tetsu Tetsu like stands up very well against Todoroki. Yeah, and we get like a a sweet match between them, and then we get like a a nice face off between uh, Ida and the guy that can like melt thing or like can like I guess soften. Anything he touches, dude, that guy's really cool. He also has like a sweet suit. Yeah, like, his suit looks awesome. And um, I love that, like he, Kenya's like stuck in the ground, but he's still like using um the kind of flashback to his training where he like basically rips the mufflers out of his legs because they'll grow back, but they'll grow back like better because it's like it's almost like training with ankle weights. Like he'll keep training, and as the they grow back, they'll be stronger. That was so fucking cool and yeah. weird. Yeah, kind of a kind of a crazy scene seeing him like rip the like yeah the mufflers out or whatever they are like it just mm-hmm. I guess they're like, like exhaust or what like I was just like that's kind of gross but all right poor guy like, yeah doesn't seem like a very fun way to train uh, but yeah he's got his but new... it was cool to see like him and his brother kind of have their moments you know what I mean which I thought was cool yeah and it seems like his brother Tensei is like kind of starting to recover he's still like in a wheelchair but he's not like you know he's not like mm-hmm. the full like bandaged up like looking like one of the guys from, like, the bad guys from Home Alone after Macaulay Culkin gets done with him. Like, he, he he's at least, like, looks like a human now. Um, mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, this match ends up ending in a draw. Um, I want to say it's, like, it comes down to Tenya just can't get away from, I think the guy, like, he melts, like, part of, like, this big building-type thing. Because he Tetsu. captures him and Todoroki, I think. I think he gets them both. Well, and he has Tetsu Tetsu, like, knock this thing over to, like... They, first of all, they, like, destroy this arena. Um, oh, yeah. And basically, Tenya gets trapped under the thing, and he can't get Todoroki out of there. He can't get any of the bad guys to their... Uh, to, like, the cells that they have to put him in to win the game. And it ends up... Basically, everybody's all knocked out, and it ends in a draw. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of unfortunate, but of course, now you know, like, you know it's going to come down to match five. Like, it, pretty much, like, you can see it from a mile away. Um, but then we move on to match four, Chris, and... Yeah, though, to be fair, between all that, though, we do get a break. We do get to see Endeavor just kicking the shit out of people in the, uh, you know, he's got, there's, like, a villain in, like, a little <laughs> wheelchair, like, getaway car, buggy, and, like, Endeavor just beats the shit out of this guy, too, and, like... He has that cool moment with like the kids. You're like, the, don't do drugs. You know, go get home <laughs> safe, kids. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and I can't remember when exactly it happens, but I know we get All Might gets a call from Grant Reno. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we can kind of yeah. just talk about that for a second here. Um, yep. Eventually, All Might gets in in between one of the matches. All Might gets a call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Reno basically says that All Might's. Uh, Teacher, I guess. I can't remember yeah, her um, name. Um, it began with. Um, she looks just like that. Midnight, but it's not her, Midnight, obviously. Um, oh, what is her name? Um, uh, bu- 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 
Yeah, it's going to drive me nuts, too. It is going to drive me nuts. Um, I'm looking it up. What was her name? I feel like it began with like an N. Uh, Nana Shimura. Okay, Shimura. That's the one. Yeah, Nana Shimura. Yeah. Okay. I knew um, it began with an N, but yes. And basically, she had told Gran Torino that she had saw something kind of similar, but basically mm-hmm. that the the predecessors of All for One, One for All, yeah, mm-hmm. One for All, uh, basically had told her that like it's not time yet or something along those lines, meaning that eventually like the full power of One for All would eventually get awoken. Mm-hmm. Obviously, now we turn our heads to Deku. Like you know, it's going to happen with him. Uh, just a matter yeah. of time, and. Uh, yeah, just a, just a little snippet there. Um, but now we're back to uh, we're diving into match number four, Chris. Yep, yep. We got our boy Bakugo. We got headphone Jack Jiro. Um, uh, we've got uh, tape uh, Saro. Yes, Saro and uh, and uh, Sugar uh, Sugar Rush Sugar yeah, Man. Whatever that's his right. Name is. Um, and this is where we get to really see Bakugo like. Obviously, he's Dude. Gonna, he's gonna take over, um, no matter and what. And like, but like this is outside of all the uh, the the Shinzo stuff. This was my favorite match because like Bakugo, like, dude, like he showed like some really gnarly like leadership and hey, you know, like a, re- a you can rely on me thing. Yeah, like not I only is he really cool. Not only is he like beating ass, but like we also get to see a scene where like. We see him, like, shove Jiro out of the way to protect her, and then, like, we get a mm-hmm. cool little flashback scene, and he's like, you know, he does this whole, like, stay out of my way, idiots. Mm-hmm. He's like, but also, if you're ever in trouble, I'll protect you, or something. Like, he says, like, some actual, like, sounding like, like a hero-type lines. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. And, obviously, like, he protects all of them. I mean, they, they slaughtered this other team. I don't remember any of those. Dude, they teams. fucking four o these guys. They yeah. fucking four it's yeah. a swift two o. It's like a it's like KP getting beat by Chocobos in a <laughs> top sixteen. Fucking uh, swift. I hope somebody gets that joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a just a flawless victory here. And uh, yeah, you know, because he wants to he wants to stick it to Midoriya a little bit because obviously mm. they're they're. They're the friendly rivals, of course, and, uh... Well, and I even like that, like, All Might comments on it, like, he's just like, oh, man, I had chills, and Baka goes, like, well, what, are you sick or something? Like, talking, like, shit to him, so, like, I like that even after it's all over, Baka goes, like, he's still trying to be, like, the hard-ass, like, cool exterior, but, like, and even Deku's like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Yep. So... And then, now we move on to our finale match, thank goodness. Because this is pretty much almost all the episodes we get to watch here. Um, match yeah, five pits Deku, Ochako, Mineta, and Pinky. Pinky, yeah. Against well, Monoma, who's talk, the talk Duke. about like a West Coast Avengers squad, right? That's like they're like, oh, who are all these randoms? Oh, Wonder Man's with them. It's fine. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. I feel bad because like this team is trash, but you know they make it look Man. easy. Um. And they go up against Monoma, who's obviously like that fucking blonde douchebag. He is the Paul Heyman of fucking Class B. God, I cannot stand that guy. Um, but this is—they also have Shinzo on their team. Yep. Um, and three other kids with some pretty cool quirks. Um, 
Though, uh, even though, uh, what's his name? Uh, Manoma? Uh-huh. Naito, Naito Manoma. Even though, like, he's an annoying piece of shit, he is so smart. Like, he, the whole time he's basically been talking shit, like, analyzing all the matches. Which also, by the way, has been funny, because Vlad, uh, the teacher of Class B, has been super biased on his commentary. And, like, Jiro's been, like, calling him out on it the whole time, which has been kind of funny. But, um, but Monoma is super, super smart. And, like, he knows, he knows what to do. He knows how to use Shinzo. So, like, while, you know, I, every time he opens his mouth, you just want him to get punched so hard. He definitely is, like, he's, he's, he's one of the top in the class for a reason, right? So, like, he's definitely no, no slouch. Yeah, and they plan to go after Midoriya first because they feel like he's the biggest threat, obviously. Um, and then going into episode 10, we actually get to, a little uh, flash over to Tartarus Prison, which is where All for One is. Oh, dude. Yes. Fuck yes. Get this guy his fucking suit <laughs> and his shoes and get him back out on the streets. I was saying, uh, and like the guards are like, oh, he's fidgeting. And then like, it seems like he can hear them. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I I could hear my, like my brother talking. Um, mm-hmm. Just just like a little teaser of like what's to come. Like it's just, oh my God. Which is just enough to get us to, Drag through another one of these kind of makes my matches. pecker flutter like a hummingbird, Cody. <laughs> is what that stuff seeing stuff like that does. <laughs> and then right after this is actually when uh, Gran Torino calls All Might, so I kind of jump ship there. Hey, that's okay. That is okay because there's some big shit that happens in this episode. Um, the fighting is whatever. Um, even they all like the team even knows they're trash because they're, they're like Mineta's like we can I, we can do this, we can do this, and we can do that, and they're like we're fucking dead. They were just like we're not, we don't stand a chance. Yeah, um, we get well, like we do a... get to see some cool Mineta moves here, though. I love the all uh, the fucking grape gauntlet where he gets a fucking face full of titty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, Pinky throws him, and he fucking just bouncing all off of his. Yeah, wh- what do they call bit. it? Uh, grape trampoline or grape bounce or whatever? Where like it's like Mineta bounce his... or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, Mineta bounce where he like he sets up these traps, but yet he can also use them to get around. I think that's really fucking cool that he can. Uh, he can repel himself off of it and move at high speeds. And, you know, like it gives him like mobility equal to like Midoriya, which I think is really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the big part here is Midoriya facing off against Monoma. Oh, and yeah. Monoma is getting under his skin. Something he, as he, he, like a good heel does. Just talking shit about the class, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I want to say he's well, talking shit about Bakugo also, so, like, mm-hmm. you know Midoriya's just getting fucking pissed, and then, like, you can see Midoriya, like, start, like, mm-hmm. like his, his, his whole face starts glowing, and Chris, he has this fucking, like, weird, like, green and black, like, tentacle-type things just fucking start going crazy. Yeah, because he's getting ready to hit him with, like, a fucking Air Force, and I think uh, Monoma says... Like, he's like, Bakugo's the reason that All Might's done. And that's what's like, whoosh. And yeah. he goes to do the fucking, uh, the, the Air Force, the little pluck. And uh, it's like his hand explodes into a bunch of fucking tentacles. Chris, for a moment, I was like, oh my god, what if he just kills Monoma by, like, not on purpose, but, like, just accidentally just, like, freaks out. I, I, just... I thought that's what was going to happen. I was like, this would... I was like, I'm all here for it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and this, I mean, he, he's just going crazy. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to explain, but like, 
Deku is destroying everything. He can't control it. He's aware, like he's conscious and everything. He's just like, guys, I can't control this. Yada yada yada. And he's telling everybody to run. Like even when he looks at uh, Monoma, he's like, run. Yeah, like I can't control it. Um, mm -hmm. I want to say like Ochaku tries to like come in and like help. Um, mm -hmm. and even like I think while that's happening, isn't he having the conversation with the guy in his head? Or is that, or does that happen later? I believe that happens when uh, Uraka, like, like Shinzo's watching this, and like Shinzo's like trembling. Oh, it's when he... yes, but, yes, um, yes, yes. Uraka's like Shinzo, like use your quirk, and he like yells something out to Midoriya. He yells, Midoriya, let's fight, or Midoriya, do you want to fight? Yeah, and like I, I want to say Deku responds, and then like he does, and it all flashes white, and then like in Deku's head, he's kind of back in this like dream world type thing. And yeah. he meets a previous holder of One for All. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I can't. I don't think we get a name from this guy. We we definitely don't. But it, he said like basically this is his quirk. Yeah, and it turns like, out the like, like Black Whip or Capture Whip or something like that. Yeah, they they call it Black Whip. Um, mm -hmm. but it's cool. Like this guy's like a. This is somebody we haven't gotten to meet yet, so it's just neat. And he kind of gives off like a, gives off like an All Might vibe, of course. Um, yeah. And he kind of talks a little bit about his quirk black whip, um, which it basically <clears throat> he kind of gives off the vibe that Midori is going to learn all of like the previous six, mm -hmm. or I guess five, you know, it's six holders because he has All Might's version, I guess. It makes it seem like they're each going to like pass down his powers, like their power, mm -hmm. like their signature move or whatever. I wonder if it happens in order. Because he starts with All Might's. I imagine he probably got something from All Might's teacher, which was probably similar to All Might. And now, maybe All Might didn't have... But, but I All Might guess didn't what? have a quirk, though, right? Yeah, uh, he did not. So All Might and Deku so, didn't have quirks. So the so other maybe six are going to pass on their powers to Deku. So maybe All Might got Shimura's power. I, but I don't think he got to awaken it like Deku is getting to awaken Right. Deku, it right. seems like he's getting all the... You know, he's got the sweet chin music. He's got the pedigree. He's got the stone cold stunner. He's He's got them all. <laughs> he's got all the finishers. And, uh... Yes. It kind of, you know, now we got... We got some things to work towards for Deku. Like, you know he's going to get all these sweet moves so we can have, you know, a, a season per move. Like, it just seems like we have, like, a... Like he's just like level one here, basically. Yeah. And um... and also keep in mind, and this is where I had the moment. Like when I had watched the World Heroes trailer prior to this episode, I had no fucking clue what was going on, especially in the scene with the bridge, and he's got the guy. And yeah, he's now like... that he's got this, I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's like now, now it around and all that stuff. Like looks like Spider Man yep. almost. Um, mm -hmm. Which we I think we had also talked, too we had talked about it on the podcast last week that we were like I don't know what that is, but okay. Yeah. Um, now we get to see it, you know, come to fruition. Exactly. It makes perfect sense. And also, too, while this is going on, before he gets, you know, brainwashed, like he's about to tell Aizawa. To, you know, All Might's like, dude, you need to get out there and stop this before he kills everybody. Right. And even like Aizawa's like, uh, yeah, he's we'll see. And because he, he also knows, like, hey, maybe Shinzo can, you know, maybe we'll see what Shinzo can do. We'll see what the other kids can do. Yeah. And this is something that All Might's never seen before. So, like, obviously he's concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as all the other students. Um, but then he, like, when he comes back to consciousness, um, obviously, I think at this point, Shinzo still has him under his work. 
Yeah. At least for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think this is where I think Ochako like slaps him. Yeah, she smacks the shit him. out of him to get him like back to. Yep. Back and, to And um, and what happens here is uh, so Manoma's coming in hot, man. He's ready to like try to do something with Deku's quirk because I know they he talked about it earlier that you know Deku's quirk came up blank or was blank. Um, but he tries to reach Deku again, and um, Midoriya's like, dude, don't touch me, because he starts remembering back to what All Might said that if you take uh. If you take all for one and you're not ready for it, your limbs are just going to explode. So he's like, dude, don't touch me. And of course, you know, Manoma's coming in hot. And then old fucking Ochako gets him with the fucking gunhead martial arts, son. Kia! <laughs> gets him yep. with the Rex Kwando. Yep. And then um, uh, Shinzo and Midoriya have their little face off. Um, yep. We get to see Midoriya kind of like Shinzo like pulls down these pipes using the, the scarf. Yeah. And Midori actually gets to use, like, his black whip to, like, catch the pipes. It's kind of a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Although he can only control it for a, a brief second, and then he kind of, like, loses control of it. Um, yep. And actually, it, it's mostly Uraka and uh, Pinky. I can't think of her actual name. Oh, uh, yeah, I feel so bad. Ah, it's going to piss me off, dude. I have her Funko Pop, but it's not on uh, my shelf. Mina. Mina. Mina Ashida? Mina Ashido, yeah, Ashido. Okay. Uh, it's actually, like, her, Ochako, and Mineta that kind of win this for their team. Dude, they, they they fucking step up, don't they? Like, they, I think they all, they all realize that, like, Deku was, like, hey, man, he's kind of a wild card right now. I don't know if he's himself. So they all, like, step up, and they fucking, like, they work together, and they do, like, really solid stuff. Yeah, like, Deku takes care of Shinzo, but, like, Mineta even, like, captures the, the one girl, like, by using, like, his, his sticky balls, quite literally. Yep, um, of course. <laughs> as, like, handcuffs. And then yep. those three kind of definitely step up, um, which is unexpected. Uh, usually yep. you just expect Deku to carry the team and, you know, get get him out of there. But no, he was actually... Absolutely. He only took care of Shinzo, but uh, of course Class class A wins the, the overall uh, match. And... Yeah, actually, Ochaku takes a couple people out, man. Like, Ochaku yeah. takes out, like, three people on the team. Ochaku takes out Monoma, and then I want to say... Uh, she takes out Rake, uh, the the two girls, like, the pol- the one that can, um... The one that can, like, move stuff around, and then the one that can, um... Like, shape, change the size of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and... Oh, yeah. yeah, she definitely steps up big time. Um, mm-hmm. Although, I feel like it kind of gets brushed over, which is... Kind of a shame. Like, it seems like they don't, like, really talk about what she did. They're more concerned about Midoriya, like, his new power. But, you know, whatever. Yep. And they also forrowed this team as well. Yep. So. Yeah, Class 1A wins. Um, and it seems like Shinzo is a- eligible for, like, transferring into the hero course. Like, it yep. seems like, obviously, he won one match and lost the other. But it seems like he's learning. Uh, he definitely mm-hmm. is more than fit to be in... Class 1A, they can just get well, rid of Aoyama. And, uh... Yep, and I also think, too, like, it was the whole idea of him, like, using his power. He actually had a chance to use his power to protect people, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Like, he actually got to be on the front lines of something with some pretty high stakes, and he, he handled himself very well, which I think is huge. And I think, like, Aizawa noticed that, too. Yeah, and even, like, Midoriya, like... Obviously, he's kind of like a, a superhero fanboy. He's commenting on like how Shinzo was using the scarf to like swing around, almost mm-hmm. like Spider-Man as well. 
Yeah. It seems like everybody's becoming Spider-Man in this show, uh, eventually. Uh, yeah, that kind of ends our whole Class 1A versus Class 1B um, yep. face-off. And then, Chris, now we can get back to the good stuff. Um, Absolutely. Um, now, I do think... I'm trying to think of what, um, what happens right after this, because... We also get Monoma talking more about blanks, and I want to say Aizawa actually has an idea and wants Monoma to go with them to visit Eri. Yeah, because I think it, he wants Monoma to copy Eri's quirk and try to, like, train and learn it. Yep. Uh, to help train her, um, which, diving into episode 12, we'll kind of talk about that. Um Basically, it picks up. We got Midoriya and Bakugo kind of just sparring, and basically Bakugo's trying to get Midoriya's mm-hmm. power, like the Black Whip thing, to like come out, and uh, he, he basically can't get it to work. Like I know when he when he stopped the pipes against Shinzo, he said that like this is this quirk isn't like ready to be like I have to master one for all more. Yeah, I haven't unlocked this quirk yet, or Which something I th- like I that. I think at this point he's only using like twenty percent of his power. Yep. Um, so he used a million percent at one time, but yeah, and then Bakugo actually like talks with Midori about like how one for all has become quite similar to all for one because now it seems like he's got like a whole new quirk. Yep. And then of course the next day we get that scene where Aizawa brings Monoma um to talk with Eri yep. and try to copy her quirk. Though I did love the day before I got to see my man Mirio have a, another cute little moment with Eri. She's oh, writing yeah. letters. To um, because she's still not good at like talking or expressing herself. Yeah, she's writing letters to Deku and Miria, and I was like, man, those two. <laughs> yeah, anytime you get to see Ari, it's kind of just melts your heart. Uh, every time. Um, and you hope that Monomo Monomo might be able to like help Ari, um, but it doesn't seem like it, seems, yep, it doesn't seem like he... like her quirk requires energy to activate, and it yep. doesn't seem like him copying it really does anything. Yep, because he said he said, in the same reason he can't copy all for one. He said they're both like stockpile quirks, mm-hmm. where like he can he can he can like copy the quirk, but not what they're stockpiling, or yeah. something like that. He, I'm, I'm trying to remember how he explains it, but it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seems like Aries a little bit down because uh, obviously yep. she wants to help as much as she can. She's obviously she's like mm-hmm. just a young kid. Um, and Midoriya kind of cheers her up with some, like, encouraging words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're kind of both in the same boat. They both got to learn to, you know, master their quirks. And um, kind of cheers her up a little bit. Um, yep. Meanwhile, we got Bakugo and Todoroki and some of the other kids from, I believe, 1B. Uh, yeah, they're having, like, a little just hangout celebration kind of thing. Well, they got, they're got they doing their final class with, like, Gang Orca. Uh, for the oh, year. you're talking about after the people who still need to get their, uh, prov- this is their final provision license exam. And the, okay, okay, gotcha. You're, you're, you're already get going there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, the, think- the only other thing from the little post thing was the um, Shoto. They, Shoto's talking to Midoriya, and, you know, he's like, hey, you have multiple quirks. But then Sh- he's also telling Shoto, like, Hey man, I saw you use Endeavor's move during your match, and Sho- he finally Endeavor finally gets the message from his son from Shoto that he wants to learn his uh fucking flame fist or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like prominence. I don't know if it's prominence burn uh, or flash which... fire fist. Okay. Um, but yeah, then we get to see like so they they pla they they pass they pass their uh, their hero license yeah. course, 
So they get their they got everybody's got their licenses in one A and one B. Mm-hmm. I believe everybody in one B at this point. Um, and then we get to see a cool little we get like a a, a cheap throwaway villain kind of like invade the streets. He's got like he can control like carbon dioxide or carbon. Uh, uh, carbonation. Yeah, carbonation. Like, yeah, CO, yeah, CO2, carbon dioxide. Yeah, he's got like he's got waves running through the streets and they're stealing purses. Just your typical little thugs. And they have to go up against Bakugo and Todoroki, Chris. And they just get oh, dude, they fucking... get fucking trounced. <laughs> just a quick rinsing here. And, uh, you know, Bakugo, like, protects all the belongings of all the civilians. Like, they don't, like, it seems like these two really, like, are shaping up to be some great heroes, even though they've got their, you know, their emotional issues sometimes. Um, yeah, which is funny leading into the next, the next and final episode we're going to cover this week. Yep, and uh, this this next episode actually kind of picks up um, talking about this this destruction of Deka City. Deka City, yeah, because it starts out with like just a lone, bloodied, shirtless uh, Shigaraki in the middle of this just collapsed just city. Like everything is gone, and it's just Shigaraki. Yeah, it looks like almost like an earthquake that ran through it. Um, and this takes place nine days prior to, mm-hmm. I guess, what we saw in the previous episode. I'm not quite sure on the timeline here. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be nine days earlier. Because okay. uh, it says nine days since the tragedy at uh, Deca City. I just know they see some stuff about it on the news as well. Um, but then yep. we kind of get like a little... This episode's pretty much just a throwaway, uh, for a little bit at least. Like this whole, like... Hero interviewing with um, the mountain lady. Is that her name? Yeah, which I think it was kind of cool because, like, obviously, Shoto, uh, Todoroki and Bakugo do not know how to give an interview. And, and basically, they it's like, all right, well, after, and, and, of course, they're making fun of all of them for it. Like, the whole class is making fun of Bakugo mostly. But Aizawa's like, he brings, he actually brings in, or, yeah, he brings in Midnight and Mount Lady to basically show these kids how to do PR, which I thought was really fucking cool. Because, like, even um, even Mineta was like, oh, wow, I thought Mount Lady, like, I know Mount Lady is a terrible person because I, I did my work study with her. I don't ever, you know, he was like, but boy, she's got this fucking PR thing, you know, down. Yeah. Yeah, and basically each student kind of gives their own, like, little hero interview just to get some practice in. Um, yep. And then, Chris, it's almost time for winter vacation. We got Christmas approaching. and uh, yeah. But before that happens, Cody, the big thing that's leading into the next one is, uh, unless you were getting ready to get to this, that uh, work studies are starting back up. Almost kind of oh, yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it seems like... I, I want to say there's like a... It's almost like a lack of heroes, which I don't think yeah. there is a lack of heroes. I just there think... isn't, because even Mountain Lady said, like, what are you talking about? We're at a like we're saturated with heroes. What are they talking about? Yeah, I I guess it's because, and I can't remember if Deca City has already happened or not at this point. But I know I that, think it has. I know we got to see like some news reports where like it seemed like people were saying like, oh, don't blame the heroes. You know, they're doing everything they can. It just seems like even with the saturation of heroes, it seems like there needs to be more heroes, and these students basically mm-hmm. got to get like. Some work, some more work. Indoctrinated, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get like a fun little, you know, a little happy moment where the class one A celebrating Christmas. They got all their elf costumes, their Santas, all that stuff, and then 
Chris, your girl Aerie shows up with Aizawa. Oh, I loved it. I loved it because <laughs> first of all, like they're trying to like put Christmas outfits on Bakugo and he's not fucking having any of it. And then Aerie comes in and bless her heart. She doesn't understand holidays. So she brings like, she says trick or treat when she comes in and she has painted eggs. She just has everything. And even Aizawa's like, no, that's, that's, that's not until a couple months away. Yeah, she she's doing her best, but I mean she's oh, she's so not great. used to holidays at all. I don't think. Uh... Oh no, it was it was light day, dark day, and I get a toy day. That's really all it was. That's the sad story. Um, but yeah, uh, after they do their little Christmas celebration, they're kind of talking about their work, their work studies. Like Midoriya doesn't Dude, really so... have anywhere to go because I want to say Gran Torino's busy and. Uh, Night Eye, since Night Eye is dead, like Centipede or whatever his name is, the Centipede or whatever has yeah. been running. Basically, the sidekicks are now running the agency and they're just swamped. Yeah, they're and sure. they're like, we have no idea how he did all this by himself. But mm-hmm. the other thing, too, and I, I'm concerned, uh, Cody, because he, they talked about Bakugo. They asked if he was going back to Best Genist. And um, he pulled up that thing that said Best Genist is missing. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of the last time we saw Best Genist. We we haven't seen Best Genus since he got fucking obliterated by one for, uh, all for one. That's what I thought, and I remember we kind of thought like, you know, could he be dead? I mean, no, this is, you know, this is. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how many weeks and weeks and weeks. Maybe it might have been last year, honestly, when we were talking about this. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Best well, Genus. We haven't is seen missing, him since. Is missing and. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um. And I believe Todoroki actually like offers them to join Endeavor's Hero Agency. Oh my god, what a great way to fucking end this podcast, right? In this first half of the season. Like, well, yeah, y'all can come to our to my dad's agency. Just the th- Holy just shit. The big three going to one agency, like Dude, the big three going to the number one hero's agency. Dude, talk about a dream come true. Sounds like we're getting set up for that world mission, Cody. That's what I'm saying, Chris. I, like this might have been, this could have been the episode of leading to the movie right here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a good point to end off on. You know, Christmas vacation, but it's quickly mm-hmm. coming to an end, and they got to get back to work because uh, the world needs heroes. Absolutely, and uh, you know, and we'll pick that up, and we'll get to the meat of this season next week as we cover the second half, the last twelve episodes of season five. And then we'll follow the following week with, uh, you know, basically an episode of what we can remember from the movie, uh, World Heroes. Yeah, we'll kind of mission. Yeah, we'll kind of just shoot the shit. We'll probably talk about uh, whatever wins the poll also during that Mm -hmm. a little bit, Uh, because next week, next week we'll have the poll. Um, Mm -hmm. Once again, if you guys didn't remember. Because I'm starting to forget as well. Yep, I think it was uh, it was uh, Story okay. of Die. Um, it was Shaman King, Trigun, and... Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim the Black. Those are our choices. Um, the poll will go up next week, and then you guys will be able to vote on our Twitter. If you guys want to yep. vote on that poll, just go over to Shonen and Suds on Twitter and uh, drop uh-huh. us a follow. You can give us a vote there. I might post it on Facebook. I might not. I'm kind of... Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. We'll just have to see how, how I feel. Um, yeah, we'll see where the chips fall. Just because Facebook got rid of their poll thing, and you can do a poll, but they made it all super complicated. And meh. Oh, it's just exhausting. Twitter, you click a button, you type in the entries, you click start. Easy very, peasy. Very simple. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, season or 
excuse me, part two of season five here. Um, I am too. It just seems like we're getting to the serious half. Like usually every My Hero season has a lighter half with some character development, and then we get to like the serious stuff. And uh, I'm just ready for that. Like I want to know yep. what what Shigaraki did if he destroyed mm-hmm. the city. I want to see Endeavor trying to you know turn a new leaf. Like I'm I'm just excited for for the future of the show and for this movie coming out next Friday. So yeah, well this part this part is actually where I started reading. Uh, this arc that's coming up. Oh, is when you um, like picked yeah, up the Yeah, this is actually where time? I started reading. So okay. I know what's coming next, and I am really excited about it. Well, I cannot wait. If you're excited about it, if you picked up the manga, like I know you obviously like you're not much mm-hmm. of a manga reader, but you know for a, for an anime to get you hooked this bad, like it's got to yeah, be some good stuff on, on the horizon. Yeah, because I had never, I didn't read any of this stuff, but I knew like after the like once the Endeavor thing happened, it, it was just some bullshit. Like, okay, it's another tournament. Don't need any of that. Doesn't care. Don't care. So I picked up right at the the arc that's getting ready to start, and oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, and of course, next week we'll also update our anime rankings, just in case my hero moves up any higher mm-hmm. on our list or any lower. You know go either way i don't think it's going to get any worse um mm-hmm. not to say that any part of this show has been bad at all uh pretty much yeah, enjoyed it's, it. it's been a godsend watching some good episodes of tv after uh what we've been watching these last few weeks outside of the movies yeah well outside of your name we'll say that seven deadly sins movie was fucking ass Blech. but uh we're done with that chris we never again never That's ever right. again guys um but yeah, Chris, that's all I got for this episode. And I know it's it's been a while since we've recorded a kind of a longer episode. Usually we spend 45 minutes just dogging on a show. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, this was he, nice to actually get be invested and, you know, really, really, um, you know, just really get back to some characters we care about and some stories that make sense. Yeah, share some, we can have some smiles, have some laughs, some, some anime we actually want to dive into. So, uh. Yeah, that, that's all I got Absolutely. for this week. I'm ready to dive into uh, into episode 14. I'm off to Endeavor's Agency is the name of the episode. That, that's got Man. me excited already. So, uh, Well, my bags are packed, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you for listening, as always. And stay plus ultra, why don't you?